to another episode of the OV Unknown uh, Deep Impact branch of the podcast thing, Majigger, that we do here on this, pa- oh, on this podcast this page. This is not another episode. This is simply part two. Yeah, this is, yeah, well, it's it, technically it is a new episode because we stopped recording and now we're in different locations recording. Uh, oh, no, we're from Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, what are you drinking, Mark? Um, I need a towel. <laughs> Uh, this 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 became inconvenient really quickly. Hold on. Okay, Mark is drinking beer. Uh, I, I I got the cocktail. Jason, you got your water. Um, yeah, I got my water. All right, so uh, we're just gonna we're gonna roll into uh, part two of this episode. Um, it's, we're continuing with Wheeling, West Virginia, uh, and we're we'll just pick up right where we left off. Jason is gonna gonna finish talking about the sports in Wheeling, and then uh, Mr. Marcus Carson is gonna take over. So. All right, so in part one, we finished off with talking about West Banco Arena, formerly known as Wheeling Civic Center. Now we're going to get on to the tenants, I guess, of of that building, starting with the Wheeling Thunderbirds. On March 31st, 1992, a public announcement of the Winston-Salem Thunderbirds relocation to Wheeling for the 92-93 season. That obviously started what is now the Wheeling Nailers. October 18th, 1992 was their first regular season game against the Dayton Bombers, of which they won 9-3. to Wow. So... Yeah. Well, you remember uh, when we were in high school, we actually got to see, I think you were there. Might have been my freshman year, so you might not have been there. Um, but the I we saw the Dayton Bombers play their last game in Wheeling. Mm, I might have. I don't remember. I don't remember much. I really don't. I think it was. I mean, I, I know we sat over in the, uh, the end where they uh, defend twice. I know we sat right on the end there. Um, but it was the last game the Dayton Bombers played in Wheeling. I also didn't know that uh, up until recently that the Nailers uh, were a transfer team or, you know, like a relocated team from Winston-Salem. I did not know yep. that. Yep. Actually, I've driven through that driven through that city a couple times. It's a very nice city. It's, it's a nice little city to drive through. So in that first season, in that inaugural season for the Thunderbirds, they would go all the way to then what, it, what was known as the Riley Cup, which later became the Kelly Cup, falling just short of that to the Toledo Storm. And that pretty much launched, I mean, it was, the the arena was filled night after night, game after game, and Thunderbirds had a lot of success there. But unfortunately, in the summer of 1996, a team in the Western Hockey League, known as the Seattle Thunderbirds, threatened to sue the Wheeling Thunderbirds because of naming rights. Wheeling didn't own the name Thunderbirds, Seattle did, thus forcing them to change their name. A bunch of different names were thrown around. Uh, One was my kind of personal favorite was the Goal Miners instead of Coal Miners. Um, Very glad glad they didn't go with that, though, because in that summer of 1996, the Wheeling Nailers were born. So in part one, we talked about how Wheeling was very known for making nails and nicknamed the Nail City and... Nail capital of the world. Nail capital of the world. So the Nailers fit perfectly. It embodied the city, and it was just something new. However, 
attendance began to drop, so on and so forth. The team wasn't as successful as they were. And they went through various ownership groups over the years, all while calling West Banco Arena their home. We talked about in part one how baseball kind of boomed in the area. And now, you you know, all these years later and you've got Waha and you've got various high school teams that play at the arena just this year. A female hockey team, the Wheeling Lightning Birds, showed up and they're playing at the arena. So I always view the Nailers as the main tenant of the building. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would. It's it's on the front of the building for a reason. So, yep. and for it to be, for it to last this long in a small city like Wheeling for now yes. 31 years, I mean, that's impressive. And it speaks it to... Is. It speaks to not only the city, but the entire valley for for keeping the team around as long as they have. Moving on back to Arena West Football. Bank Arena. Well, yes. <laughs> Staying at West Bank Arena. Yes. Staying at West Bank Arena, the Nailers were not the only tenant of the building. In 1999, the Ohio Valley Greyhounds were founded. They were an arena football team, and they played in the IFL, the NIFL, and the UIF until folding. They won two championships in the NIFL, and they won five division titles, one from the IFL and four from the NIFL. Their mascot's name was Blitz, and their team colors were red, black, and gray, so very similar to what the Nailers used to use back then. They later folded, and arena football was kind of done in the arena until... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Before we move into that, do you remember going to those games? I don't think I ever did. I remember going to a couple of them, and they were electric. It was so much fun going to those games. You know how, like, in in the in hockey, they have, like, the netting up in the back? Yeah. yeah. There's no netting. You know, they, the wall is still up for the rink. Uh, they yeah. lower a – the field goal is narrower. They mm-hmm. lowered it down, put the post up. So you, you have two field goals in each end zone. It's fun. It, it was very exciting. Now, a little bit not on the same, same arena, but did you remember – that Steubenville also had an indoor football team? I did not. Yep, they played at St. John Arena, which is now the YMCA. Hmm. I did not know that, actually. Yeah, but hmm. I don't know if those two teams ever played each other. I would assume they would. You know, Steubenville and Wheeling are like, what, 20 miles apart? Yeah. If that. Yeah. I would assume they would, but I, I remember going to those games, and uh, my dad would always say that when they first were founded, I don't remember, you know, I was younger, that uh, the head coach or the the advertisement was come to the games. You know, if a player goes into the stands, you have to give them back, but you can keep the ball. That's awesome. Those games yeah. um, I went to when the Rough Riders were there, and that was kind of the thing. You you, uh, you had to give the ball back if you. But got you could ball. keep the player. Uh, well, that'd be that'd be interesting. <laughs> um, they, uh, when the Rough Riders were there, we went to their first ever home game, and a guy we know uh, was there with his wife. And a ball was kicked into the stands. And if you took and kept the ball, you had to leave. They like kind of kicked you out of the game. 
So he took the ball and literally ran out of the arena with the ball back to his vehicle. Hmm. It was it was hilarious to see, but, but he now has a West Virginia Rough Riders football. Hmm. And when, when, did they, when did they make it to West Banker Arena, Jason? Yeah, funny you mentioned that. So after the, after the Greyhounds left, the arena football scene was kind of dead in the city, let's be honest. Until 2019, when the Richmond Rough Riders rebranded and moved from Richmond to Wheeling, um, becoming the West Virginia Rough Riders, and they played in Arena Pro Football, the Arena, the American Arena League, and the National Arena League. Now they have only played one season in the city of Wheeling, and they won the championship. They went undefeated that year. However, Ownership issues kind of took over after that, and they were going to come back last year after the pandemic. However, the arena had already agreed to a summer-long project replacing the ice machine under the floor of the arena, which obviously caused the Rough Riders to pause another year. Um, But I am hearing that they are going to be back, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm glad they are coming back. Yeah, it's actually super interesting to watch. Like, it's like, because it's, I mean, it's high scoring action all the time. And it's like fun. Like people were dancing and jumping around. It it was, it was a super fun experience. You gotta think they're playing on half a field. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. But I mean, it's, it was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, there were some pretty popular people that they had uh, that were playing for them. And and well, I mean, look look at some of the players that are playing other, like in other arena football leagues. I mean, you have former Heisman Trophy winners playing in arena football leagues you have was it terrell owens went back and is now playing in an arena football league yeah that's what i'm saying like it's it's super cool to watch um i'm not the kind of guy that would i'd want i would not want to go to every game but i'm definitely interested in going to a handful of games it was a lot of fun yeah yeah that's i mean that's pretty much that's pretty much it on on the sports front Um, on west Bank arena yeah yeah and and pretty much the sports in at a you know in a nutshell all right mark so I'm going to talk about uh, some of the famous people. So the stipulation is that people have to be born in Wheeling, not necessarily went to school or raised in Wheeling. So that's my stipulation for now. Uh, I'm going to go through quickly just the top 10 most famous people, the info about all of the people uh, I, I pulled from Wikipedia. But the list of the top 10 most famous people I got from playback.fm. So um, the first one, I'm going to butcher his last name, is Walter. Right. His first name is Walter, and I would say it's Ruther is his last name. It's spelled R-E-U-T-H-E-R. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would assume it's Ruther. Um, he was born uh, September 1st, 1907, died May 9th of 1970. He was the American leader of the organized labor and civil rights activist um, who created the United Automobile Workers Union. Um, so that was kind of an interesting thing. I'm not going to get too much of it. He was the fourth and longest serving president of the UWA, serving from 1946 till he died in 1970. Um, so that was number one. Uh, I'm going to delete these as I go. Uh, number two, not surprising if you uh, are from the area or know the area, is going to be William Stanley Mazeroski, or better known as Bill Mazeroski. Um, just That's a good guy. That's a good guy. He's a good guy. And you know what? I bring it up all the time. You guys, Yeah, we know thousand times but i'm gonna say it again my grandmother's first kiss and bill Mazeroski was born the day before my grandmother uh, which i didn't know this until um i read this my grandmother was 
born on September 6th of 1936. Bill Mazeroski born on September 5th, 1936. Uh, Bill Mazeroski is still alive. Um, he is. He is. He is. I've seen him around, got some autograph stuff from him. Anyway, he was a second base. He still goes down and uh, does stuff with Pirates for spring training down in Bradenton. He does. If you don't know who Bill Mazeroski is, he was a second baseman um, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He played his entire career there from 1956 to 1972. He was a semi all-star. He's better known as a defensive player. Um, a, he, did. he hit the famous walk-off in the 1960 World Series against the uh, New York Yankees. Other, he was more of a defensive player, except for the most memorable home run of his career. Um, which would have been, as both said, the dramatic ninth inning drive-in of Game 7 of the 1960 World Series to beat both favorite second favorite team. Which just so happened, New York this ball was signed by Bill Mazeroski on October 13th, 1960, the same day that that home run was hit. That's pretty dope. I, I don't have anything like that, but I do have a ball autographed by Bill Mazeroski. also have uh, the book that was wrote about him that was signed by him. Yeah, this cool this is from the actual Hall of Fame. Yes, yes. Your wife was pretty dope, and she got you that. My wife spoiled the shit out of me. She did. Uh, moving on, uh, John Corbett, who was number three on this list. Uh, he was born May 6th, 61. He's still also still alive. Um, he's an actor and a country singer. Didn't know he was a country singer. Uh, better known as an actor. Um, this says he's best Chris Stevens on Northern Exposure, which he did from 1995. I know him as E. Miller. I need to watch my Big Fat Greek Wedding again. Um, moving on to somebody who's not interesting at all. Uh, we got, I'm sorry, Bob Nager still alive. Uh, he was born July 5th, 1955. He is a Republican politician in the state of Ohio. Not very interesting, but, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Number five, who was Jesse Burkett, uh, born to... 4th, 1868, died May 27, 1953, was Crab. Um, he was a baseball left um, from 19, I'm sorry, 1890 to 1905. He played for the New York Giants, the Cleveland Spiders, the St. Louis Perfectos, and was there when they became the Cardinals. Played for St. Louis Browns and the Boston Americans. We got uh, uh, David McKinley. Uh, he was still alive, born March 28th of 1947. He's a businessman and politician as well, um, as somebody else we already named. Um, so this is an interesting one. I did tell Jason about this guy. Um, he Again, he was just born in Wheeling, West Virginia on October 18th of 1941. Um, he was a bass guitarist, best known for performing with Jimi Hendrix. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, he was the bass guitarist with Jimi Hendrix. Moving on, we have Philip B. Cosby. Uh, he was this man, an author. Um, he contributed to the management theory and quality management practices, so kind of improve quality control. We have Elizabeth J. Feinler, or Feinler, not really sure how to say it. Uh, she was born March 2nd, 1931, and according to Wikipedia, she is still alive. Uh, she... Uh, was the rector of the NEP Infant Systems at Stanford, and she also helped create the internet. Uh, she actually, I'm sorry, she would create DARPANET, which then became the internet. And then number 10 on the list of most famous people was Joyce Ann DeWitt. Uh, she was an actress, uh, best known for playing Janet Wood on Three's Company from 1977 to 1984. No idea is. I then have two honorable mentions. I'm sure uh, Bo and Jason probably could name one of my honorable mentions who is from. Yep. Um, 
wheeling good old bobby nutting she said uh, never mind sell the team bob sell yeah, the team sell, sell the damn team bob uh robert nutting he was born march 29th 1962 he's a very <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, boo, boo for the Pirates, but he's a very successful businessman. He's president and CEO of all the Ogden newspapers. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's probably most well-known for owning the Pittsburgh, you know, failing Pirates. Uh, anyway, moving on from that, uh, one that I didn't know uh, either, uh, which was kind of uh, one I was I would have definitely put in the top 10. Uh, he's an NBC Sunday Night Football studio host. Um he was born on June eighth of nineteen sixty five. Oh, can I take a guess? Uh, oh, do you, yeah, just go ahead. I want to say Tony Dungy. No, it's not Tony. He's Dungy. older. Um, but I had no idea this guy was again just born in Wheeling. He, I don't think he went to. He actually went to WVU and Carnegie Mellon, so that's pretty interesting. I don't know where. Pat Oh, he went to Wheeling Central Catholic High School. Graduated nineteen eighty three, so he did live his life in Wheeling, according to Wikipedia. Uh, not Pat McAfee. This is Mike Florio. No, re- really? Yeah, Mike Florio was born in Wheeling, went to Wheeling Catholic Central. Uh, again, according to Wikipedia, could be wrong. I would absolutely put him in the top 10. That's what I'm saying. And he was actually um, on, on uh, let's see. I would, put, I would put him and Bob Nutting in the top 10 over some of those people that you said that I oh, had no idea who they were. And there's a couple of cool people, like the lady that was you know part of the internet. That was pretty cool. Uh, I'm scrolling here really quickly, trying to see if I can find where he was on the list. He was 20 of on this list. They ranked the 31 most famous people. Um, he was 20. Bob Nutting was 17. Um, and then none of the other people even on this list, e- even up through most of the top 10, I've never even heard of. But yeah, that's that's that was the famous people um, that I had. A couple quick interesting stories. Um, it was, have you ever been to Mount Woods Castle? Up yeah. on the McCulloch Sleep area. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I want to make sure I don't like stumble around. Because I know the history of this too. Yeah. Well, this is according to, um, what is this? I don't even know how to say that website. So sorry for the website to post to this. It says that it was just, you know, an abandoned structure, which is partially true. Um, the guy, uh, it belonged to a local doctor who was going to build his dream home, give it to his wife. Um, it, it was going to be rounded like a turret uh, with architectural windows that were going to be looking out to get the best views of the city. Um, you can still see remnants of that as well as the spiral staircase from the second story. He says uh, the guy, um, some people say the legend has it, the guy stopped after his wife died, which was not true. Um, he was actually arrested for federal drug trafficking charges uh, before it was completed and the property was donated back to the city of Wheeling. Um, more recently, this article was, I can't find when they wrote this article, but I have read some of it in Wheeling's magazine that, uh, the Wheeling Arts Commission, I think is the name of it. I was trying to find it so that I didn't butcher it. Yes. The Wheeling Arts Commission, um, has said they're going to reclaim it through a project that they're calling Gorilla Gardening. Um, and it's, this started back in the summer of 15. Um, they were going to apply natural slurry to grow moss and some in artistic patterns that, and then spray the existing uh, with spray paint to see everyone's and, you know, the eyesore encouraging future is bright, is what this article says. I know a then lot of people life. go up there. Okay. I was just going to say, I know a lot of people go up there to watch uh, Wheeling Fireworks. You got a great view of the entire valley. 
Um, it's, it's really cool. If you're in the Wheeling area, just just go up there. It's not, to my knowledge, it's not some place that's blocked off. You're, no, it's not. You go up, um, like you're going up to College Leap. You go mm-hmm. right up past the Generations Restaurant at that stoplight. Make a right go up that hill. It's, it's uh, a really cool left. piece of yeah. It's a really cool piece of wheeling. If you've never been to, I, I would just experience at least once. It's really interesting. But honestly, a better place to see the fireworks is right across the road and on top of that hill. It's a cemetery, which is actually a public park. Yeah, uh, we actually uh, we have some friends who live on the island, and so we just uh, go over there. <laughs> um, my front porch. Well, we could. Yeah, we actually could see him. Um, so, did you know that the West Virginia National Cemetery was almost in Wheeling? Oh, no, I didn't know. It. So that's my last interesting story. Um, in 1865, it was proposed um, that the soldier and sailors statue, along with soldiers uh, removed from the battlefields around the state, were going to be shipped to Wheeling, uh, where there was a cemetery that was already laid out uh, near the Mount Wood Cemetery. Um, Up on top of that hill. Yep. And now they've all moved it to West Virginia's Independence Hall, uh, where the soldier and sailor statue got moved to. Um, they were they actually Wheeling went as far as dedicating the cemetery before they even put any bodies in the ground in July fourth of eighteen sixty five. They even put a time capsule in the basement or in the I'm sorry in the foundation of the monument. Uh, then people were like, mm, we probably shouldn't ship uh, soldiers down the river and then parade them through the streets of Wheeling up the hill like a parade. And everyone's like, ah, you know that's a good idea. So they moved it to Grafton in 1867, uh, when next, right next to a railroad where it's been since then. Um, the uh, so yeah, that's where it's been moved there since 1867, and that's where it rests now. So that's uh, that's all we got for the city of Wheeling right now. Um, yep. I don't know about y'all. Before I hint at our next city, um, I think we all discussed we wanted to say like some of like the cool places in Wheeling that we like to go to. Uh, I think we should say like what our mo- like our favorite thing to do, and then a restaurant that we okay. like in this. Um, all right, you want me to go first? Still- yeah, sure. Go ahead. You go okay. first, Bo. Uh, so my favorite thing to do in Ogilvy is uh, go to Ogilvy Park. To do in Wheeling is go to Ogilvy Park. Um, my favorite thing to do in Ogilvy is go to Wheeling. Yeah. Uh, no, whether whether you know going for a nice walk, going to the zoo, you know, going. Uh, Going golfing with uh with, with the boys, um at one of the four golf courses they have up there, um I'm including the par three, uh you know just go hang out you know especially now during winter time we've got the festival of lights which as a student at West Liberty and a em- former employee of Ogilvy sucked uh but now I enjoy it um I hated them when I worked there because. Yeah. It was just miserable. You're ready Listening to go to home. Same five laser shows uh, every half hour from 11 a.m. until 1 a.m. It sucked. I think I think I could have told you every song on the stupid acoustic soundtrack uh, <laughs> in the lounge when I worked there. Dude. Yep. Um, and I'm going to throw out a restaurant that I've only been to once in Wheeling. Um, it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. We went there one time, and it is Ellie and Jack's. Ellen Jacks. Ellen Jacks, Ellie and Jacks, whatever. It is uh I thoroughly enjoyed my meal. Uh it was it was delicious. Uh little, little higher, you know, money wise, but well okay, worth yeah. it. Well worth it. Jason? Well, to no one's surprise at all, my favorite place to go to in Wheeling, Naylor's Games. Obviously. The Jersey store. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But no. Um that's obviously my favorite place. Like uh, going to Naylor's games, obviously my favorite. Like I've been doing it, 
my entire life. I don't plan to stop anytime soon. And as long as they're here, I'm going. That's my happy place. Like I'm when I go into that building, nothing else matters. Like it's it's I can't really describe it other than that. Um, my favorite place to eat would I think I know this. Can I guess? Go for it. TJ's. No. No. Okay. No. Um, I would probably say to Carlos. Oh yeah, just because I love pizza. So, uh, I'd have to say my favorite thing to do, uh, in Wheeling. I would I would have to say too. It is uh, just a no, no. I was gonna say no those games, but you know what? I'm a big festival guy. Wheeling has a lot of festivals of Heritage Port. I'm not gonna copy Jason, and I'm gonna say the festivals of Heritage Port. That's my favorite thing. They do a chili cook-off. They did the beer and wine thing. Uh, this past year, um, best restaurants in Wheeling. Uh, my personal favorite, uh, in all of Wheeling is Pickles, uh, Pickles Bar, dope food. And you got to throw out there, uh, Matt with Vagabond Kitchen, awesome food as well. And then Mike, who owns Generations, their food's just, those are my three go-tos all the time. Last question um as we're wrapping up here uh with the city of wheeling uh peep at our next one has have uh, bo did you ever ride a big wheel like probably when i was like a child yeah you but you rode a big wheel know what a big wheel is big black i mean i know what i don't remember if i don't even know if i ever had a big wheel i remember seeing big wheel and i was a man i just rode a bike no training wheels just bro big wheels were the dopest don't you hate on a big wheel a low rider for a three-year-old. You watch your mouth. No, you know it was a low rider? The Harley Davidson mo- bike that they made. You know what? Not all of us can be hoity-toity like you, okay? I was no, a big, I, I, I was I think... plastic big wheel, gravel driveway, grinding that bitch, trying to get down it. That was me. Yeah, your driveway's paved. Well, no, not here. I live in Columbus. Oh. God, continue with the big wheel. What are we doing? Uh, anywho... Uh, Jason, you ever do a big wheel? Yep, I did. Used to ride it down my big hill on the side of my house. Got hurt many a times on that thing. Riding a big wheel down a big hill. Yeah, I never played with these. Uh, rock them, sock them, sock Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, both of those toys were made by Mark's uh toys, and there was a plant. In the 40s and 50s, that made them become one of the biggest toy companies in the world. It was located just south of Wheeling in the wonderful town of Glendale, West Virginia. Is that our next town? That is going to be the next town on OV Unknown is Glendale, West Virginia. I already got a famous guy from there, so I've got your famous people started. Okay, well, we'll come back next week. Nope, come back in a couple weeks. uh, And you'll hear uh, us talk about the wonderful city of Glendale, West Virginia. Uh, what? And Brad Paisley. Well, you spoiled it. I mean, I feel like you people already knew that. All right. Uh, Jason, where can they find us? Same place as you can find us on the Deep Impact podcast. It's so this podcast is going to be. Yeah. It, this, instead of creating an entire separate account for everything. It's all just going to be uploaded to the Deep Impact page. Um, all the videos will be on the Deep Impact YouTube page. And you already know where all that stuff is, right? 
You do. You know, you heard guess me what? Say. One, one more thing. Huh. One more thing. Uh, we will be adding it to the link tree uh, in on all of our socials, but we now have a TikTok. We do. We do. Yeah, did I not text that in the group? Yeah, we. No, nope, yeah, we got to do that. I made it. That was an in the raw reaction because uh, <laughs> no one knew. <laughs> yeah, uh, give me two seconds. I'll tell you what it was. Uh, you go on. Hold on. I made it. I literally made it today. <laughs> I thought I texted you guys and told you. Uh, Bro, we all need to log in because I'm about to drop some dope TikToks. Uh, it is a Deep Impact Podcast. That is our at on TikTok. Um, I will uh, send you guys <laughs> send you guys the information. But yeah. Uh, well, now not only can you find on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, hit the bell, make sure you subscribe. Ding! You can also find us on TikTok. Okay, well, yeah, we'll see you same time, same place next week.